Please repeat. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindeviu Sarvalo Kaya Mangalam. Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadharam Sarupini Avatara Varishta Ramakrishnaya Mangalam. Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmar Achara Prayandam Vande Gurum Paramparam. <coughs> so last week we can't had to cancel due to uh, the great horrible storm, winter storm of 2014. Which of course we got a nice day rain, but it was perhaps we uh, we were given some uh, warnings from the city, and there was uh, flood war- flood watches, so we had to cancel our public programs. But it turned out to be nothing much happened here, uh, <coughs> which is very good. Yeah, uh, my sister sent me a very funny picture, and it was it was la- they labeled uh, uh, winter storm 2014, right? And it showed a, lo- a, a plastic chair turned over on its side. <laughs> and it says, we shall rebuild, you know. <laughs> very, very funny. So that's kind of like that. But <clears throat> So two weeks ago, we started a new story from the Srimad Bhagavatam. The story of King uh, Bali, Mahabali, the grandson of Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, <clears throat> and I think most some people were here, not everyone was here. So I'll very briefly catch up where we left off. Um, <clears throat> In his continue in the continuous battle between the gods and the demons, which seems to be a constant theme of every story of every talk, is always a battle between gods and demons. That seems to be the reality of life. Both and we talked a bit about that, that last week. It's both an internal battle, as well as just uh, in the world of duality. It takes both of these forces constantly uh, vying for superiority and what's, uh, both the destructive and the constructive forces. You could say. <coughs> dark and light. But in that constant battle, sometimes the demons win, sometimes the gods win. right? And so in one such battle, uh, King Bali, uh, who on the side of the demons, was killed by Indra. And so Indra felt very secure in his position in heaven with the devas. But uh, we mentioned that, that uh, the demons have a special science or Sanjivani, right? That Sanjivani Vidya, that uh, Shukra, the guru of the demons, has a science to bring the dead back to life. We talked a bit about that last week also, some of the deeper meaning of that. Um, so he used that uh, uh, wisdom and uh, that science and brought uh, King Bali back to life. And under and in Bali, as appreciation for, the guru, for his guru and for the other uh, 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 sages in the, in the underworlds, uh, served them and, got, and pleased them very much. And so they gave him many auspicious uh, weapons by which he became very powerful and he became a little bold and, and he began to perform uh, uh, these Rajasurya sacrifices to get sovereignty, this, this uh, ancient ceremony that makes one a king. And he performed, in the verses we are reading, it says he performed a hundred. In the previous place in the Bhagavatam, Bhagavatam he said he performed a thousand. 
And he was performing many, and so he became very, very powerful. And with that power and the new weapons and the grace of, of Shukra and other Acharyas, he attacked, he stormed heaven. And, uh, and he was winning. Right? And, and so Indra, not knowing what to do, uh, 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 went to Vishnu and asked for protection. And Vishnu said, don't worry, uh, right now they're, they're, it's an auspicious time for them because they please the sages. Their own world, the underworld also has its sages, right? <laughs> so he pleased the sages, they got blessings, right? And so we have to wait, right? Eventually, by some, they'll, because they're demons, they'll make some mistake, right? And when that mistake happens, they'll lose the grace of the sages, of the Brahmins, Right, and then we'll get your uh, Indra and, and the gods can get their kingdom back. So for now, go into hiding. Right, leave your capital and leave it quickly and let just give it up without a fight. Because if you fight, you lose. Right, and so they did this, this, and so this is kind of where we pick up in the story. And uh, uh, and uh, who is the mother of the of the demons? And the mother of the gods is Aditi. And the mother of the demons is Diti. Diti, that's why they call them Daitas, right? The children of, the, of Diti. And their common husband is, remember? Kashapamuni. Kashapamuni right? is the husband of both. The mother of, the, he's a father. In other words, saying he's a father. He's not the husband of the mother of the gods and the demons. He's a father of the gods and the demons. Another way to say, right? Of these both clans, these both uh, categories. And so he comes back to his ashram, to his wife's ashram, after much austerity and finds her upset and a little bit depressed. And he asks her what's wrong. We dealt with those beautiful verses. Many interesting verses about the nature of dharma and happiness are given in those verses. And she says, well, ultimately what's wrong is that the, the King Bali, Mahabali, has attacked heaven and Indra and all my children have left and hiding and they're no longer in heaven. I've also been, uh, have no place to stay there, so I'm in this ashram. Um, please find a way to uh, help me. And so he gives her, he teaches her a vrat. You remember the name of the vrat? Payo vrat. Right, the milk fast. Right, he teaches her. Of, uh, and so most of the verses we read last week were details of that frat and uh, special prayers that are chanted. It's a 12-day uh, uh, austerity. Like we have Satyanarayan vrat and Sivarati vrat and so many different austerities. This is one such uh, um, austerity to please Vishnu. He says that over 12 days from the, from the, from the new moon to the 12th day of the moon, you, fa you do special pujas, you bathe a certain way, you drink only milk, that's why it's called payavrata, and you do, and you uh, say these special prayers which we read last week, and you chant this 12-lettered mantra, like we started, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Uh, every day you chant that 108 times, you do cert certain pujas, you feed certain brahmins, you feed the devotees, so details of the pujas are there. And so uh, that's where we left off, she was going to do this vrat. Let's see what happened. <coughs> Shuka is speaking to uh, Parikshit at this point, right? Uh, Shri Shuka said, Ariti, being thus instructed by her master Kashapa, O king, she performed the vow for twelve days without any slacking of attention. Kutta Shakrari Rajam Swa Bhatra Kashapena Swa Bhatra Bhartra Bhartra means master 
right? And so it means, so sometimes it's, it could be interpreted as, it means, I mean, the primary meaning is that of husband, right? We'll say pati means master, lord, swami also means husband. I think it's interesting that, you know, we're called swamis and we're not anybody's husband, but it may have been, I think, somebody was joking with me, it was probably a way of ridiculing monks at one time. Hey, swamiji. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, but, um, but it also master has a double meaning, it also means guru. Right, so uh, uh, in this particular case, the, her husband was also a great sage, right, the Prajapatikashapa, and and also her guru. So he says she pre- he followed he pre- she performed that vow that vrata exactly as he described, right, antadritaha um, without any uh, uh, means without it, without any lack of attention or slacking of attention or laziness or she no she didn't skip anything, right. Uh, so actually, there's many commentaries just on this one verse, right? Uh, because this is, if this is, in this story, some demon came up, and and we need how to how to uh, how to vanquish the demons and install the gods back in their place, right? But it could be any, and every story is the same story, and every and also in our lives is the same story. Something we have some major problem come up, both internal or external. Health problem, financial problem, internal, emotional problem, relationship problem, something comes up, right? And and uh, and we and and or just the the fundamental problem of spiritual ignorance and separation from God. That's the more fundamental problem, right? So some problem, whatever we go, we and we we go, we go to our teacher. Here she went to her master, who happened to be her husband in the story. Right? We go to our master, and he give, uh, and and the master tells what to do, right? On such and such, a, you do this, chant this mantra. Follow these restrictions, yam niyama, according to for the sadhana, and you'll get the result. So, this is a twelve-day sadhana. We may have a twelve-year sadhana or a twelve-life sadhana, right? Think the, whatever the if we want it to bear fruit properly, we have to do it. We have to we have to follow the sadhana perfectly. That's the what commentaries on this verse are always focusing on. Without any lack of attention, without full because actually usually if we actually uh, uh, like in the gospel, in the Sri Sri Ramakrishna Katamrita, the gospel of Ramakrishna, it's, it's a, th- a thousand page plus book. It's a huge book, right? But really, the whole instruction, the whole instruction in, uh, that Sri Ramakrishna gives to M, it can be done in two, three sentences. On the first one of the first day meetings, the second meeting he had with Sri Ramakrishna, M asked, Master Mahasaya asked, uh, what is the way that we can draw the mind towards God? Right, that's really the, the spiritual question. How do we how do we realize God? And he says, "Oh, that's simple, right? Chant God's name without with, without break at all times. Chant, chant God's names and glory without ceasing, right? Time to time, go into holy get holy company, company of devotees and sadhus. Time to die, go into seclusion and pray to God, right? Uh, and that's basically it, right? And discriminate between the real and the unreal, right? So that's in four sentences, right? What, what about the other thousand pages?" Right. This is now he's giving examples. He's clearing doubts. Right. He, uh, many. De- it's flushing out those details. Oh, another sorry, for my, uh, uh, uh Excuse me. <clears throat> right. But usually the instruction can be given very quickly, very simply. Chant this mantra. Sit. Sit. You know, like sit up straight and chant. <laughs> I know sometimes a hundred uh, back straight, a hundred and eight. You know, it can be that simple. That's really the, the essence of most people's instructions. Right, but if we and, and we complain after many years that we're not getting anywhere, but that's simple. If we actually think: Are we doing everything? Are we doing what's been instructed? 
what the tradition is saying to do, what this vrat, whatever the vrat is, whatever the instruction of the guru is. Aditi being thus instructed by her master Kashapa, O king, she performed the vow for twelve days without any slacking of attention. Chaitanya ik, ikaya buddhya. She was uh, was her full attention. This chinta. Uh, she 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 contemplated upon that uh, was ikaya buddhya. Was one focus, one pointed, uh, uh, one pointed attention with the intellect completely focused. With one pointed attention, she contemplated upon Mahapurusham, the great being, the great person, Vishnu. Mahapurusham Ishwaram, right? That Ishwara, God. So that's the first instruction. Usually, actually, any sadhana, actually, not just any sadhana, any job, any any conversation, and everything requires concentration, right? And but the the problem is the mind is not easy to be focused. We're not uh, we're not habituated, we're not trained. Also, we're not habituated to focus on one thing. Uh, now we give. Now we. Now we're. Now we're uh, taking so many medications, trying to get our, trying to because we've lost our focus. Right? It seems to be not the proper. <coughs> rather than training people how to become focused, we simply dull the part of the brain that, you know. How many children are on, on on tension deficit drugs and things like this? Really scary, but the, the but the the problem of concentration is is a major one in anything, especially in spiritual practice, because she she focused her attention was completely fo- one pointed uh, uh, attention, and so it's in 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 the Gita and the in the Upanishad. There's a beautiful uh, uh, analogy, I guess, or uh, metaphor uh, uh, that of. Uh, uh, the mind, the senses, the the body being like a chariot, right? And so the jiva is the the soul is is the rider in the chariot, and the driver of the chariot is the uh, buddhi, the intelligence, right? And the and the reins of the of are the are the mind, right? And the horses are the senses, right? So the sense, so so that's that's very. If you want to go somewhere, you have a good you have a, a good charioteer. Uh, clean, stri- uh, untangled uh, reins, and well-disciplined horses. Like, and you can easily go anywhere you want in such a chariot, right? But the situation is that we have this, the we have untrained, undisciplined horses. Imagine putting, you know, we have a beautiful horse across the way, a very gentle horse, but you put her, you tie her to to a cart, it'd be a huge mess. She's not trained, right? So imagine f- five horses, the five senses that aren't trained, and not only not trained, they're spooked. Right, they're agitated. They're they're they're. Uh, uh, some text actually says that they're drunk. Even <laughs> you can imagine, so they're completely just in every, every direction. And then the reins are all tangled, right? So the, the mind's all tangled. The senses are everywhere. The mind's all tangled. And then the charioteer is drunk, right? So so how are you gonna? The driver is drunk, right? So how are you gonna get to where you're gonna go? So you can imagine the soul just is just in horror, just what, trying to figure out how he's gonna, you know. How does it get through this life? How are you going to accomplish anything? Nothing we trying to do works. So, so this verse uh, talks to that. He says, with Mapusham Pragya Indriya Dushta Avan, this Dushta Ashvan, the the difficult unruly horses, right? The Indriya Dushta Avan, the the senses are unruly horses, but she completely she is completely controlling them. Because she has intelligence, buddhi as her charioteer, 
With intelligence as chariot too, she completely controls the senses, which are just like misbehaved horses. So that requires training, right? That's why when you get instruction in meditation, you know, even something simple like back straight 108, you know, like, right, you know, after three, right, <laughs> the mind's already gone, right? And your back starts hurting after six, you know, <laughs> you know whatever, whatever the practice is, right? Requires training, you know, this slowly, slowly, slowly. Manas chaitargya buddhyaha. Manas eka argya. Agraya, sorry, agraya. With her mind completely with full full attention. Again, this 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 one pointed attention. She focused her mind with one pointed attention. Bhagavatya akilatmani on Bhagavan Vasudeva. Vasudeva Vasudeva Samadhaya. Again. She focused her mind with one pointed attention on Bhagavan Va, uh, Vasudeva, the universal self, and performed this milk vow. She performed her austerities. Dear King, Bhagavan, Bhagavan Adi Purusha. Bhagavan, that Supreme Lord, Adi Purusha, the original person. Actually, Adi is an interesting, we talked a little bit about that la word last week. It means the original person, it also means uh, the source, right? So it's the source from which everything comes. It means the foremost, it means the primordial, uh, from which everything springs, right? It has all these meanings. So Adi Purusha, that original person, the source of all persons, you could say. Right, that Bhagavan, she she completely focused her mind, and that Bhagavan then appeared within the mind. Now this is interesting because Bhagavan, many places in in these verses describe Bhagavan is inconceivable, right? Beyond uh, conception, beyond word, avyakta, without beyond description, you cannot hold the infinite, right, in the finite mind. But in the purified mind, the the infinite appears in a way that can be grasped. Right. And she appeared in the form, the beautiful form of Narayana. Uh, appeared before her wearing yellow garments with four arms holding conch, disc, and club. Pita Vasa Chattur Bahu Shanka Chakra Gara Dhara. When he, when Bhagavan appeared before her, she at once stood up and out of respect, and then bowed down on the earth, her body like a rod, overwhelmed with love. So this is, uh, 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 these are classic tradition, traditional ways of showing respect. When somebody, uh, a respectful person comes in, you stand up, right? In, Indian, in India, still I think now, but teacher calls on you, stand up to answer. When I visit schools and Ramakrishna Mission schools, as soon as you, you even walk by the door of the classroom, everybody stands up. They see a Swami walking. It's just out of showing respect, right? Uh, of course, this is what got Shiva in a little bit of trouble with Daksha in another story, right? He didn't stand <laughs> up when Daksha entered. Daksha was a little offended. Uh, but also, oh, the first thing she is on scene, she immediately stands up, but just standing, but then it's not just a respectful person. This is the Adi Purusha. Right, so then she lays down a full dandavat pranams. Uh, like a dandavat means like this is a danda, so this is dandavat. <laughs> this is a, a full, full laying down 
on the floor. Uh, her body, Dandabat, Priti Vihvalaha, completely overwhelmed but with love. She stood still, her hands folded in salutations. Sotya Paranjalir, unable to offer prayers. So imagine she's so overwhelmed by seeing the, the Supreme Lord of the universe. She becomes so overwhelmed with devotion that she cannot, she cannot speak. She wants to recite prayers, but she cannot speak. Because of bliss, her eyes filled with water. She remained silent, her hair standing erect. For that vision overwhelmed her, and her body trembled. Right, uh, tears flow, the hair stands erect, and the voice chokes, right, and the body trembles. Right, it's very interesting. I was looking at this, trying to tat uh, darshan uh, by that vision. What happened? Uh, it says ati utsava. Uh, that that uh, within her became like a uh, like a festival. Right, that's the way utsav means festival, right? So that's why it's like it's uh, sometimes translated as like too much bliss, too much happiness happened that she couldn't hold it. But so within her, I like this. It's, there was a festival, a, a huge festival going on within her. It's a very poetic uh, way of saying uh, the experience. Right. She stood still, her hands folded in salutation, unable to offer prayers. Because of bliss, her eyes filled with water. She remained silent, her hair standing erect. For that vision overwhelmed her by having an internal festival, and her body trembled. Out of love, again and again, her voice choke, choking, Devi Aditi drank with her eyes that satisfying form of Hari as she gazed upon the Lord of Lakshmi, the Lord of Sacrifice, the Lord of the Universe, O best of the Kurus. And when I was translating this, a verse, a scene came to my mind from the Gospel, from the Katamrita, it's uh, M's third visit, I think, third or fourth visit to Sri Ramakrishna. And uh, he had not yet seen Sri Ramakrishna go into Samadhi, seen him teach and go into abstract moods, internal moods, but never the, uh, the exalted Samadhis that he would go into. And Sri Ramakrishna, he visited and, and he sat in a room, full of room like this, and Sri Ramakrishna was telling stories, he was joking, he was singing. And then the meeting broke up, and people were moving here and there, and he went outside to the Panchavati, and there by the Ganga, and different people are talking to each other. Like after our meeting, people would chit-chat and talk, and like this. right? And so he come, uh, uh, I'll read this section, because it's exactly what Sri Ramakrishna, the song, he, he uh, hears Swami Vivekananda singing the song, and Sri Ramakrishna going to the Samadhi. But the description of it is exactly like this, actually uh, point for point. The, the description in this verse of the hair standing erect and, and uh, uh, motionless like this. And so every night, we, since Ramakrishna's birth, we've been trying to read a little bit, a few uh, pages of the Katamrita. And so, so this is our, I'm in, inserting our, my reading of the Katamrita today. The meeting broke up. The devotees are strolling about here and there. Master Mahashai too strolled around the Panchavati and other places approximately five in the evening. After some time, coming back towards Sri Ramakrishna's room, he saw in the middle of a small veranda north of the room an extraordinary incident is taking place. Sri Ramakrishna is standing still. Narendra, who became Swami Vivekananda, is singing, and a few devotees are standing. Master Mahashai came up, listening to the song. He remained drawn to the song as he listened. Apart from Thakur singing, he had never heard anywhere such sweet singing. All of a sudden, as he cast a glance towards Thakur, Sri Ramakrishna, 
He remains stunned. Takor stands motionless. The leaves of his eyelids are not falling. One cannot tell whether his breath is flowing in and out. Upon asking, one devotee said that this is called samadhi. Master had never seen, never heard of anything like this. Stunned he is thinking. When a, when a man thinks of Bhagavan, does he lose outer consciousness like this? I don't know how long faith and devotion must be maintained for such a thing to happen. This is the song. Young Swami Vivekananda is singing. Meditate, O my mind, on Hari, who is full of consciousness and without stain. What beauty of unrivaled splendor, bewitching form that delights the devotees' hearts. Died in the hue of new-felt passion that shames a million moons. What beauty lightning flashes from that luminous form. And the hair stands erect and all life trembles. As this line of the song was sung, Thakur Sri Ramakrishna began to tremble. Perhaps there was a festival <laughs> going on inside. Uh, his hair on his body stood erect. His eyes are melting with tears of bliss. From time to time, it is as if, seeing something, he is smiling. We do not know, is he having darshan of that unrivaled beauty that shames a million moons? Is this what is called the vision of Bhagavan's form of consciousness? After how much spiritual practice is done, after how much austerity bears fruit, and as a result of how much devotion and faith does such God vision take place? The song continues. In the heart's lotus seat, worship his feet, and see with a peaceful mind and with the eyes of love, beauty unequaled, the vision of the beloved. Again, that world bewitching smile, the motion, the body motionless in the same way, moist, fixed eyes. Still, it is, is, it, is it as if he is having the vision of unequal beauty, and having that vision of unequal vision of unequal beauty as if he is floating in great bliss. Now the thong finishes, Narendra sang, Long may you remain in the pleasure of consciousness bliss, in the absolute union of devotion. In this pleasure of consciousness bliss, ah, remain in the pleasure of love's bliss. Holding in his heart this extraordinary picture of samadhi and love's bliss, Master Mahashai started to make his way back home. From time to time, within his bosom, the heart-intoxicatingly sweet song's effervescence began to rise up. Long may you remain the pleasure of consciousness bliss, drunk with the love of Hari. So it's good to know that the scenes that we read about in texts that were written between two and 5,000 years ago, about events that happened millions of years ago, or hundreds of thousands of years ago, depends how you want to interpret the history of it, uh, uh, uh. and events that happened a hundred years ago are the same, or the events that can happen now are the same, right? Uh, but uh, M's uh, comment is how much devotion, how much austerity bears fruit, how much renunciation is required for such a vision. Aditi, of course, we, she had 12 days of sadhana, right? But this isn't, this isn't her only sadhana. She was a wife of a great sage and herself the mother of the gods, and the demons, of course. We forget about that. But I mean, no, she's only the mother of the gods. That's right. Oh, she, 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 so Kashapa has a little stain on him for creating the demons, but Aditi is fine, right? So, uh, but but it is. But uh, my Guruji used to always say that if what one person has a con- was experienced, it means you can also. It means it's doable, right? It's like if Sri Ramakrishna had this vision, that 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 the same vision that Aditi had, 
right? That means it's, that an ancient world had it, the, uh, the modern world, I mean, it's possible even now to have such a vision, to have such an experience, right? But as uh, Mahatma Gandhi made a comment that anybody could accomplish what I've accomplished if they put forth the same effort in the same direction. So that's the question. We have to put forth the same effort that these great souls put forth, and then we get the same result. Okay. Out of love, again and again, her voice choking, Devi Aditi drank with her eyes a satisfying form of Hari as she gazed upon. And then beautiful terms, it says, uh, uh, Ramapatim, Yagnyapatim, Jagatpatim. It ends with these three names. She gazed upon who? Ramapatim. Ramapati means Lakshmi, right? Rama means Lakshmi, right? And so the Lord of Lakshmi. And of course, there's a name for Vishnu. Vishnu's consort is Lakshmi, Shri, right? Right, but Lakshmi in in these verses, Lakshmi or Shri doesn't just mean the goddess Lakshmi. It means all that's auspicious, all that's beautiful, all that's that's all that's uh, 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 divine splendor, all uh, uh, all the joys of life. So he's the, the master of not only is he the husband or the master of Lakshmi, goddess Lakshmi, if you can say it like that. He means he's the master of all that's auspicious, right? Uh, Yagnapatim, he's the Lord of all sacrifice. But Yagnapatim means he's also the uh, the ruler of sacrifice and the object of sacrifice. So we do so many austerities, so many sacrifices, right? What's the purpose of it? The purpose is not only not only is Vishnu the form of the sacrifice, but Vishnu is the goal of the sacrifice. The goal of the sacrifice. All austerities, all pujas, all kirtan, all vratas. Ultimately, and they may have other purposes. Like her purpose of doing it is to get to uh, to vanquish uh, King Bali and get Indra and her and and the gods back in heaven, right? But that's not the real purpose, right? Because of this, uh, because of the sadhana, she may we don't know. Of course, we do know. Eventually, the, the demons lose their position and the gods take over again. We know. I'm not spoiler. I'm not going to have to spoil the story. But most people know the story. Eventually, the gods win. Eventually, they lose again, and the and the demons win. I just I just told you the the gist of every story in the Bhagavatam. I'm sorry about this. Right? <laughs> Please still come next week. You know, <laughs> there's still some details that are fun. You know, uh, um, but uh, 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 but so that may have been the reason she did this austerity is to get to 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 for her children the gods to reclaim their place in heaven and, the de- and to defeat Bali and the demons, right? But the result of it, maybe the reason was this, but the result is she sees Vishnu in front of her. So much so that her that her that that she goes into ecstasy, right? All the symptoms of ecstasy are there. Uh-uh. So sometimes, you know, we may have many reasons for worshipping God, for, you know, uh, and, 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 but... I'm, there's one I've mentioned this many many times, but it's stuck in. I read this when I was in high school, and it's stuck in my head all these years. There's a little book, an ISKCON book uh, called uh, "Perfect Questions, Perfect Answers." I think it was called. It was a conversation by um, uh, a gentleman. I think at that time he was a Peace Corps worker. Now he's a big leader in the Hare Krishna movement. But he met uh, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada in Mayapur, and he was asking some questions and a little bit discussion, right? And that 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 discussion is important, so they made it into a book. I remember reading it, and in it he says, "Well, uh, the the boy, the Peace Corps worker, he's going. Well, it's, people are praying to God for money, right? Isn't that wrong, right? And, and now, you know, the young teen, spiritual teenager, yes, it is it's totally wrong. Yes, finally, yes, people should. And he said, no, no. He said, it's very, very good. He says, at least they know 
where where everything comes from. Krishna is the source of everything, including money. Right? Everybody's money is only coming from Krishna. He's the Lord of Lakshmi. He's a, he's he's Ramapatim, Lakshmi Patripati. Right? Right? <clears throat> and it, prayer is never bad. Right? If they pray for money. God will give them money also, but they'll get in contact with God. Right? And then and so by such contact they'll become purified, and the material the material hankerings will become purified. Right. Actually, one of the words I didn't focus on it, but when she had it, it was it, uh, that vision. Okay, I think it may even mean this verse. Where is it? Uh, uh, Satis. Harim Tushtva Tushtatva She saw that satisfying form. Right, so even seeing, even though he pray, I pray, oh Lord Vishnu, I'm doing this austerity and chanting these mantras and prayers and fasting and pujas and feeding people and uh, and 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 this whole festival in order to, uh, to get your blessings to, to fix my problem, right? But upon seeing him, right, she becomes completely satisfied, right? That's a, that's that's the secret, right? So any any way you connect with God is good. Sri Ramakrishna said that no matter how you bite a chili, it's going to be hot, right? A chili is hot. Right, God is that. Uh, there's another verse in the end of the Bhagavatam. It says that I mean, it's the name is throughout, but there's one verse that comes to my mind. It says that He's uh, Lord is Subhadra, means uh, that it, it's a, He's a reservoir of unlimited auspicious qualities, and you 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 touch God, only auspiciousness will come. Right, so maybe what's auspicious is the destruction of the of the enemy here, the demons, right? But the real auspiciousness is uh, she got this, because of this austerity, because of this puja, she got the vision of Bhagavan, internal vision of Bhagavan. Right. So Ramapatim, Yagnapatim. So the real purpose of all yagya is ultimately that uh, seeing, pleasing, worshipping, loving God. Right. And Jagapat, Jagatpatim. And she's the master, the lord of, of uh, the whole universe. Right. Jagat actually means some all moving things. This whole vibrating universe of name and form, every living thing, of every moving thing, right? Jeev uh, Jagat, of all souls and all you know universes. So slowly, you know, she can't speak; her voice is choking. But slowly, she gets, she speaks something, right? And 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 also we see in 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 the scenes in Sri Ramakrishna's lila. When he goes into samadhi, he cannot speak. And slowly, when his mind comes down a little bit, he says a few things, right? Sometimes the people are listening. What is he saying, right? They don't fully understand. They're little statements of, of, of that as his mind comes from the absolute state to the relative state, right? We can make some statement about what's been seen. It's not going to be a perfect statement, that's for sure, right? But Sri Ramakrishna said also that because the nature of these verses also say he's of yakta, he's beyond description, Right, words can never describe actually the supreme uh, God. Uh, Sri Ramakrishna said many again and again that it's God, God is the only thing that's never been defiled by the lips. Right, it's not there's no it's not jute, it's not uh, utishta. It has not become impure. Any any everything else is once something touches the lips it becomes impure. Right, an Indian conception of, of Saucha principles. Anything so if something touches the food becomes impure. But it says God has never become impure. Nobody's ever spoken. What he's really like, it can't be described, right? We're coming down a thousand f- steps, right? Then you can say something that kind of hints at what's uh, something beyond speech. Things like Ramapatim, Yagnapatim. These are statements that are just hinting at something that's beyond speech. 
So she begins to try to say something. And she also says, Yagna Isha, Sri Aditi Uvacha. Sri Aditi, Mother Aditi speaks. Yagna Isha, Yagna Purusha. Same thing. You, you are you are the Lord of Yagya. You are the Lord of all my sacrifice, of all my mantas, and all the once again the goal, the, the purpose. Uh, Yagna Purusha. You are the personification of sacrifice. Achuta. You are infallible. Actually, there's not a there's not a real sentence here. These are these little just like you know you got I, I, the way I visualized it when I was translating is just like. You know, just what when somebody's having such a vision of God, what do you say? Oh, he's the Lord of Master, you're inconceivable, glorious, beautiful. You know, just like almost one word statements that are hinting at her pregnant realization, her vision. Yagna Isha, Lord of Sacrifice. Yagna Purusha, Achuta, Infallible. Tirta Pada. This is a very nice, right? That uh, So Tirta means uh, holy place, right? And Pada means feet. Right, so it's understood that, that your feet are all tirtas, all, all holy places are your your feet are all holy places. I guess how you would. So what did I? Your feet are tirtas. Okay. So what does tirta? Tirta tirta is a cross is a bridge, a place where you cross over, right? Uh, where you uh, so it's it's a place between worlds, right? So when you go to a holy place, a tirta is the place where the the divine world and this world is, is accessible to this world, right? So we worship and at the Lord's feet. All these holy places are there. This is why you walk around. You walk around. You do parikram of the temple, right? Here it's not. We don't have a, a, a nice arrangement to parikram. It's difficult here. We have signs that say, "Don't walk back here." So you can't really fully do parikram of the temple. We have signs in three languages, not to not to not to walk in the back garden. Right, uh, but but uh, or you walk around the Tulsi plant. You walk around the teacher. You what Ganesha walked around his parents in many stories, right? Because it's the same. All it's the same as doing uh, to walk around a Tulsi plant or walk around an image. It's like going to all the holy places in the world, right? All the holy. Actually, what's the holy place? Anywhere the actually we go to holy. We go to Rameshwaram. Why? Because Ram was there, right? Every holy place is a place where some incarnation of God, a great saint, stepped. His feet make tirtas. Right, so if you find the one whom, whose feet makes tirtas, you walk around, you touch his feet, you've touched all tirtas. Tirta pada, tirta shravaha, you are the shelter of tirtas. Right, even holy places seek shelter at, at, at his feet. Shravana mangala namadheya. Hearing, just hearing your name or hearing about you, be- brings mangala, auspiciousness. Right. This is why we're ga- why you know on a Saturday night we will be doing other things. You can do there's there's funner a word more funner more funner things <laughs> than listening to the Bhagavatam on Saturday night. Right. Uh, even more grammatically correct things <laughs> than, than listening to Bhagavatam. Uh, but they're not aus- they don't bring auspiciousness. Right, not everything that's fun brings auspiciousness. <laughs> right, so and and so, but hearing about uh, singing the Lord's name like we've been doing and hearing about His stories brings us brings, makes everything auspicious, makes things favorable, right? Brings blessings in, into our life because He's Shripati, right? He's the Lord of auspiciousness. Ap Apanaloka, Vrijinna Upasama. 
Uh, this is very nice. Uh, uh, uh. So you are the Lord of sacrifice, the personification of sacrifice, the infallible. Your feet are tirtas and you are the shelter of tirtas. Hearing your names brings auspiciousness. You have appeared, or you appear, to save the distress that surrendered to you. And it says, Adya, you are the or, or, or origin of everything, right? Anyone, you, you appear to save anybody, who's to, anybody who comes to you, right? Who takes shelter of you, you, you appear only to save them. That's your nature. Therefore, you know, it's like it, it, the names you choose are also important. You know, oh, you know, oh, thou who gives us chocolate cake, you know, you know, it's like means you're, you know, oh, goddess who, who grants uh, sweet things, you know, what you want, you have. So he says, you are the one who comes, who saves the distress of anybody who comes to them, right? Please bestow your blessings. Samnaha uh, krita, please bestow auspiciousness, bring favor to me, right? Oh, Bhagavan, for you are uh, um, Dinanata. Dina, not the friend of the poor, the fallen, of the distressed, right? Those who suffer, those you are the you are their lord. You're not just the lord of yoga, you're the lord of those who suffer. Right. And so therefore you appear for that or you've appeared for that. I'm not quite sure that the the tense is whether it appears or appears. Vishvaya Vishab Vishva Bhavana. You are uh, uh, uh. Vishvaya, Vish, Vishva. Vishvaya means this. This you you are this universe. You are the universe of the universe. So it's like you know you are the self. You are the you appear as the universe, right? In this universe, this universe is you. How samyam samyamaya that by by your own shakti you you create, you sustain and destroy this universe. Right, this is tristiti vinashana. We say in the mantra Brahma, right? Uh, or in other words, saying you are Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Right, you who who you are this universe, and and as this universe, you create, sustain, and preserve this universe. By the infinite, eternal, and complete consciousness. This is. Uh, uh, Purushakti Gunabune Swastaya Purnabhura Yeah. By the complete by the infinite, internal and complete consciousness. That's really you are not exactly in that mantra we use for Ma Stristiti Vinashanam Shakti Bhute Sanatani Guna uh, Sanatani. Right? You know, so you are you are you're one who creates, sustains and destroys, but you're also Sanatani, the one that doesn't change. The eternal principle. You are the changing and you are the unchanging, both. Right, that's what we say in that in that month of Ramadan. This is basically saying the same thing. You are the universe and you create, sustain, and destroy this universe with the gunas, but you are actually that infinite, all-pervading, complete, purnam consciousness, right, awareness. You By this, as or, or as the infinite, eternal, and complete consciousness, you completely overcome the darkness of ignorance. Right, or the self, atma tamase, the the ignorant are are the ignorance of the soul of the of the self. You destroy this, O oh, Hari. We bow to you. Right. So when we in in spiritual life, not just spiritual life, in in you can say dharmic life, there are many legitimate goals. Right, the highest goal we're, is being we're told 
And we're told again and again, so help awaken that goal, that of moksha, right? The liberation, there's many ideas of what that means according to temperament and tradition, right? Freedom or liberation or salvation or enlightenment or however you want to word it, right? Uh, but that's not the only, that's not, that should be, we're very blessed if that's our primary goal, right? If that's the first, if that's your first thing you think about what you want in the morning, that's a very blessed state to be in, right? But it's, even if it's not our primary goal, it, should, it is the ultimate goal. It is, our, it is our actual ultimate goal. But there's other things that, we, that are also, I mean, life has its own needs, right? And we're born with certain karmas, right? And so the uh, tradition gives us uh, not just moksha, but we have dharma, we have artha, kama, enjoyment, uh, prosperity, like this, uh, uh, so it lists that that uh, you grant. You're the one who grants your vision. Your vision or your blessings grants all possible good things. So it's hard. She's listing those good things. The goals of Parambapu Ayuhu. Ayuhu means long life, right? The goal of long life. Paramvapuhu uh, uh, of, of a very beautiful body, right? We all want to live long and be beautiful, right? Atula Lakshmi, Atulia Lakshmi, unending wealth or unwilling. Un- wealth is not a proper. Lakshmi doesn't just mean well; it means luck. We get the word Lakshmi, luck from it, right? It means fortune. I think fortune is the best word. Not even prosperity. Prosperity is also, but fortune. Right, Lakshmi is all those things, right? If we have, if 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 uh, if money's in, money becomes the medium for many of these things, but it's not the same thing as fortune. There's many unfortunate people that have money, right? <laughs> and there's many very fortunate people that have no money. <laughs> so, so I think fortune is a good word, but but here it means like un, like a lot of money, yeah, like the goals of, of of a long life, a beautiful body, and a lot of money. These are. <laughs> This is why Lakshmi Puja is a very popular puja <laughs> when it comes, and why we only do it once a year. Not to get unbalanced a little bit here. Uh, uh, endless wealth, and what in heaven, the, everything we can go to heaven, the earth, the underworld, the three worlds, these are all the goals. Uh, and the three, uh, oh, the, uh, what's the term? Uh, yoga gunas, the different aspects of yoga. This means the siddhis, the perfections of yoga. The the eight perfections, the eight cities that come from yogic practice, and the and and trivarga, uh, uh, um, the three categories. This means kam, uh, dharma, artha, and kama, right? Uh, um, and then the higher things, jnanam, kevalam, ananta, that uh, the knowledge of the one, the singular reality, the unending reality, right? That's the highest goal, right? So it starts from Long life, beautiful body, unending wealth, then dharma, yoga, <laughs> different things that happen and all these, these things, right? But ultimately, so that you give, any, you give all these things. You're the giver of all good things, right? Both materially and the highest spiritual wisdom of ananta kavelyam, right? The one singular reality, the knowledge of that, right? Knowledge of the infinite non-dual reality. Come to one 
with whom you are pleased. Let me get the whole sentence. The goals of longevity, beauty, endless wealth, heaven, earth, the underworld, the attainments of yoga, the three categories of dharma, karma, kama, and artha, knowledge of the infinite non-dual reality, come to one with, to who, with whom you are pleased. What then to speak of other boons, such as conquering of enemies? Right? You know, you give everything. What to speak of small little things like getting rid of Bali and, and the demons out of and, and, and re, reinstating my my uh, my children. Sri Shuka said. Continues. O King, being thus glorified by Aditi, the lotus-eyed Bhagavan, the inner knower of all beings, replied thus. Bhagavan. Uh, this is Chetra Gnya Sarvabhutanam. Actually, all inner knower, it's, I didn't know how else to write it because Chetra Gnya, this is a term from Bhagavad Gita. Uh, one of the questions Arjuna asked Krishna, yeah, Arjuna asked Krishna, is what is Chetra? What is Chetra Gnya? What is a field? What, who is a, what is a knower of the field? And he says the body is the field, right? And the self is a knower of the field, right? That's a, so he says you are the knower, means the one who's, who's conscious of the body. Right, who's conscious of the world. You have the world, the body, the material world, and awareness, which is, can, can perceive the world. These are two distinct things. Right? So it says, Chaitanya Sarvabhutanam, that you are that, you are that knower, the observer, the witness in all beings. Right? So this is not only, that's actually, to, if we think about this, it means I'm aware of the things in this world. Right? So, but you're also aware of the things in this world. Right? So I'm, aw- so I'm aware and you're aware. So he's the one of, on all beings, the one that's looking out of my eyes and the one looking out of your eyes. Right? The one self that's... So it's in, in, the, in, in, in the classical, hardcore, non-dualistic, Advaitic traditions, we start with Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahman. Right? The devotional tradition of the Bhavatam, that's ultimately it's said, but not said that way. It says Brahman is you. Brahman has become everything. It's not that I am God or you're God. It's that God has become you and become me, right? So it's 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 non-dualistic while still being devotional and not as much danger for ego. Does our thinking I am God, right? When you think of I, what it what you know the dan- It's very actually even Sri Ramakrishna said this Kali Yuga. It's an impure ap- attitude to say Ahambramasmi is dangerous, because we think we're the body. The body, the mind is conditioned by the body. We cannot we can't even go beyond. He says we're not only in the body. We think we're food. You skip a meal and your mood gets sour, right? You know, it's like if we're so conditioned by food and the body to say I'm Brahman is becomes silly, becomes almost blasphemous, right? But Brahman has become everything. He's the witness of everything. He's a witness of that's witnessing through me, witnessing through you. It's become all beings, right? So that that's the one that she's seen, right? So this is the internal vision. The inner knower of all beings. He replied thus: Sri Bhagavan Uvacha. The Blessed Lord said, Deva Mataha, O Mother of the Gods. Deva Mata. I am well aware of your long standing desire for the welfare of your sons. Right, this is every mother's long standing desire, right? Our welfare of her sons. Who have lost their opulence by the enemies and have been then have been vanquished or uh like, uh, from their own abodes. Hrita Shrinam, 
their their shri, their auspicious qualities have been stolen. They've been uh, overwhelmed, right? So, O oh, oh Mother of the Gods, I am well aware, or it could be I've been aware for a long time, right, of your long-standing desire for the welfare of your sons who have lost their shri, who have lost their fortune, their auspiciousness, right, by the, uh, um, by being vanquished by their enemies and, and chased from their own abodes. You desire the defeat in battle of the proud and wicked demons, leader, uh, the proud and wicked demon leaders, and to be united with your victorious and fortunate sons. This is a nice, simple, you know, we want, if you want to, like, if you put yourself in, 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 in an actual battle situation, right, when there's an enemy that's taken over, what do you want? We, we want the enemies to be defeated. Right, and we want our ch- we want the, the wicked people to be defeated. And we want our children, our side, to win. Right, that's a simple desire. Right, and so you de- uh, you desire th- that these these proud and wicked uh, demons become defeated, and your children become fortunate. Right. Now, this is this verse. The next line for me to put puts it reminds us that when anybody is def- uh, victorious, that means somebody else has been defeated. Right, and even the uh, 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 the demons also they want their desire is to win and have the other side defeated, right? Both sides think they're the good side, right? And so it says, "You wish to see the wives of your enemy enemies crying by their dead bodies," right? This is so when you when actually it's a very strong verse. I was like, "Oh, I didn't expect when I got to this verse, right?" But what does it mean to win? Right, and that's a that's a the ugly part of any war, internal, ex- including external war. Right, for for one side to win means that you want the, the the wives of the warriors to be crying by their dead bodies. That's what it means to to win. Right, so war is an ugly thing, <laughs> even in internal war. Right, and actually, and and you see, uh, Arjuna was Arjuna's struggle. Right, at the beginning of the uh, just before the war, he began to he seeming to have some compassion for his enemies, which weren't his enemies. They were his enemies, but they weren't his enemies. There was his family and his friends, right? And he thought you know, he couldn't imagine her causing pain to them, and these were respectable, right? And we take that story to be that scene to be symbolic, also as well as historic, but also symbolic, is that the things we're fighting, they've been with us a long time. Do we really want? them to be destroyed right so this is a big question you know so this it's a strong verse right you wish to see the wise your enemies crying and sadness beside those who have killed your own sons headed by Ind- headed by indra you desire to see your sons very prosperous regaining their reputation and fortune and enjoying life in their original positions in heaven it's not so much to ask i think uh uh, uh They want to regain yasyaha, their reputation, striyaha, their fortune, nakaprishtam, their heavenly position, adistaya, their original place. So then Vishnu says, It is my opinion, it is my opinion that at present the leaders of the demons are almost invincible. Right, so it seems like this is Vishnu God himself at present. The demon leaders, who's the demon leader? We talked about why Bali is almost invincible. He's not a regular demon. He's actually a very great soul. 
right? Uh, trained by uh, Parlad Maharaj himself, extremely honest, very noble, very charitable, like that. But some, because of his demonic training, he has some ego comes in and some that causes some struggle, right? He not only doesn't want to take over heaven, he wants to take over even God's position ultimately, right? But he's almost invincible. He says, "Oh, Devi, for there under the protection." Vipra Guptaha. They are protected by the Vipras, the twice born, mean, mean Shukra, and the Brahmins, the demonic world, the Brahmins, right, the sages, right, who are favorably disposed to them. Fighting them will not bring happiness, right. So I think the purpose of her sadhana seems to be. Maybe her prayers have not been perfectly answered. It seems right, right. And you, you really you do all these. You, you do this austere to get your answer, and the answer is right now. Be, I don't think, I don't think that we can win. They really can't be fought, right? And, and, the, and if you were to fight them, you're not gonna. It's not gonna come. Your goal, which you want, is them to be vanquished, right? Their wives to cry over their dead bodies, and your children to be on top and prosperous and 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 running through the streets chanting. Victoria slogans, right? You know, you want, you know, we see this on TV almost daily now. There's different sides. Almost every week, it seems another government is being toppled by another, right? Uh, uh, this is that's what we. That's what we, when you're fighting, this is what you want, right? But you're saying, but actually, that you're not. It doesn't seem to be possible now, right? Because they're being favored by the vipras, by the by the saints, right? They're saints, right? Remember when Vishnu also said, right now, eventually, that uh, the uh, the guru and the saints will. Uh, uh, become angry with them, and that could be the cause of their downfall. Right? Until while they're still accepting, while they're still in the protection of, of the vipras, very hard to gain anything. Verses here. Still, I must think of a way to fulfill your desire, right, Oh Devi? Because I am pleased with the value you've observed. You did the sadhana very nice. I have to come up with something, right? You know, fighting them won't work. I don't think we'll win not possible favors on fortunes on their side they have all divine weapons he's done a thousand fire sacrifices it's very hard to win him right now uh, and also i think indra needed a little bit of humbling right so it's good because because i am pleased with the value observed and my worship with faith and devotion must always bear fruit this is another big verse right is that that uh you've done my you've worshiped me with faith and devotion shada anurupa Right, you was was much the mo was was much uh, sincerity. You've done my puja. You've done my my puja. Therefore, it has to the the fruit have to the, the the result has to come. Right, that's when we like when we read the Satyanarayan Kata. At the end, there's a falsity. One who does Satyanarayan puja and Kata, you know, one who wants who wants children will get children. One who wants prosperity will be prosperous. Those who want to go to heaven will attain Vaikunt. You know, the list. Because if you do it properly, the result has to come. It may not come the way we think. Like she's thinking, Vishnu is going to come. He's going to bless, and we're going to fight, and we're going to win, and they're going to die, and my children are going to be on top, right? Like this. But this is not. But so that can't happen. He said it won't happen. But something has to. My, I have to fulfill your desire, your noble desire, right? Worshiping me by this milk fast, this payavrata, for the protection of your children. Tamanada, I missed, I missed uh, a joining term. 
you worshipped me with this milk fast for the you've you've worshipped me with this milk fast for the protection of your children. So Vishnu's job somehow or another is to protect her his her children, right? Residing in the austerity of Kashapa, right, in his tapas, in order to protect your sons, a portion my, of myself will be born as your child, right? You know, so. The only way I can protect your children is I have to become one of your children, right? Uh, uh, but how it's not easy for God, Vishnu, to be born, right? He says, uh, uh, "He says, swa uh, amsena, uh, an, an aspect, a portion of myself, not of not his full being, and some uh, 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 some part of himself will be born as your son, be born in the austere. But that how is he born through the austerity of her husband." By his tapasya, right? Because tapasya is also a form of Bhagavan, or right? as a form of Vishnu, right? So that austerity—that's I'm 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 entering the body. I'm ready in the body of your husband through his austerity, right? Through his body, I'll enter your body and be born as your son, and from as as one of your sons, then I can protect your other sons, right? So she's not only the mother of the gods, she becomes mother of God also, mm-hmm. right? Because she gives birth eventually to Vamana, right? In the next next week probably. It says, go, go, to your, uh, uh, go, and go to your husband. Go and worship your husband, right? The Prajapati. Actually, go worship, go to your husband, go serve your husband. Uh, this means go and have romantic relations with your husband. You know, this is code. Or a mixed audience. Oh, gentle, oh, badra, oh, ge- badri, oh, gentle woman, right? Go to your husband who has become pure by his long austerities, right? It's like that's one thing is that uh, that when God incarnates, he needs an unusual, he needs not normal parents. You look at all the, the incarnations, the, all the parents of the incarnations are extraordinary, almost for a point where they're almost unbelievable. Right, you, uh, and so you have stories of like the virgin birth of Jesus, right? Like biologically, it's not possible, right? Even Sri Ramakrishna, we we believe. He, I mean, this the story that there there's like a ver- equivalent of an immaculate conception, right? How scientifically we don't know how to understand it, but it's a reference to the extreme purity of the parents. They're not normal beings, right? And the, and the incarnation is not a normal event, right? So his body has become, Kashapa's body has become completely pure by a lifetime of austerities. So go and worship your husband, the Prajapati, O gentleman, who has become pure by his long austerities, and feel, bhava, bhavati, uh, feel that I am situated within his body. Feel that I am within his body. Uh, and then it says, do not, dis- uh, uh, do not disclose this to others. This is the verse that I was po- I posted earlier today. Do not disclose this to others. This is a secret thing. Don't tell anybody, right? And actually, even in, we we see in 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 the life of Sri Ramakrishna, in the birth of Sri Ramakrishna, can't even say life yet. In the birth of Sri Ramakrishna, uh, 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 Sri Ramakrishna's father was away on pilgrimage and, and at, at Gaya to do his uh, shrad for his ancestors, and he had a vision of Lord Gaya Vishnu saying, "I'm going to be born as your son." Right. Meanwhile, back at home, just outside Sri Ramakrishna's birth ancestral home, literally not only not even twenty feet away, there's a Shiva temple, 
a beautiful Shiva, much like our Shiva that we have, that same style, called Yogi Shiva. Right? And, and Sri Ramakrishna's mother was doing puja there, and she felt like a light begin to come from the Shiva Lingam. And then the light left the Shiva Lingam and entered into her and, and, and uh, overwhelmed her. And then she felt, I think I'm pregnant. Right? And when her husband came back, she explained the vision. And, and the husband also said, I also, at the same, same time, I also had a vision. That Vishnu came, I dream, I think some great soul is going to be born. Right? We both had the same vision. Then he said, don't tell anybody. Right? People will misunderstand. People won't understand such, such a thing. Right? Uh, it says, Deva uh, Guhyam. Uh, Right, uh, guhya means secret, or, or uh, and so divine secret, right? Uh, 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 so, and so this verse also has lots of commentary on it, as far as verses go, because this is her secret is that vi- she had a vision of God and God saying, "I'm going to be born as your son," right? Don't tell anybody, right? But we all have such experience, maybe not that experience, that that God's going to be born as your son, but we've all had, we all have and have had different types of intimate spiritual experiences, right? He says, do not tell this others even if they ask you, right? So an ex-Ryamakrishna said, don't talk your spiritual experiences, right? He says, um, you tell your guru, even some things, even some people, uh, Sri Ramakrishna, devotees would say, oh, I had a dream of you. Oh, never, don't, never tell anybody, if, I, if you dream of me, never tell, not even, don't even tell me what I tell you in a dream. He thought he said, that's a general rule. If, Sri Ramakrishna, if you have a dream of Sri Ramakrishna, don't tell anybody. Sri Ramakrishna himself said. Not even him. <laughs> right? That's a very uh, esoteric thing if, if Sri Ramakrishna comes to you in a dream and tells you something in a dream. But, but uh, generally you tell your guru or you t- and occasionally you know, certain things you can share with certain friends that are like-minded. But as soon as you, you discuss it, people can also make, create doubt and confusion in your mind. Right? And, or be disrespectful to the experience. Right, and that's also very painful, but also it's when you speak it, it, it gets goes away, right? So Neem Kurli Baba said that uh, you're, uh, you're, don't talk about your money, your wife, or your spiritual experiences. Otherwise, they will leave. <laughs> he said, in a general, very funny way. <laughs> so general, it's a good advice. Don't talk about your money. Don't talk about your wife or your husband, and don't talk about your spiritual experiences publicly. Otherwise, they'll leave. They'll leave you. Right. So he says, do not disclose this to others, for all divine secrets, right, bear fruit, O Devi, only when kept secret, only when kept private. Uh, um, Susambritam. So we'll end there. Uh, there's a 20 verse. Actually, I just uh, uh, these are the verses I was able to translate. We're, today was an extremely busy day at Kali Mandir. So in the middle of many rearrangements of cosmic principles, and uh, uh, we we tried to translate a few verses. There's a few that I didn't get a chance. I'm just going to read them so we pick up at a normal spot the next section here. His translation of that verse. You should not reveal these matters to others even if questioned. Matters of divine significance have to be protected from publicity if they are to fructify. Sushuka said, Saying so, the Lord disappeared then and there. And Aditi, feeling highly satisfied that she would have such a rare blessing as the birth of Hari as her son, returned to her husband with a sense of fulfillment. Kashapa had already come to know Susamadi what had happened to Aditi, 
the seer of truth that he was, Kashapa felt simultaneously in his samadhi that a part of Sri Hari had entered into him. He transmitted into Aditi that virility of his, of his acquired through a long period of austerity. And the wind, as the wind transmits its energy into forest trees to produce fire by friction. Knowing that the fetus in Aditi's womb was none but the Supreme Lord, Brahma extolled him as a divine, by a divine hymn full of esoteric names. I'll, read, I'll just read his translation. I have to look at it. This may be worthy of going through next week. If I, Maybe I'll have to work on this. So Brahma said, O worshipable Lord, O thou of mighty strides, salutations to thee, salutations again and again to thee who are devoted to the devotees and who manifest in the gunas of Pakriti in thy creative activity. Salutations to thee who were born in the womb of Prishni, who was this very Aditi in a previous birth. Salutations to thee who holdest the Vedas within thyself. Salutations to thee who art the creator of all. Salutations to thee who holdest the three worlds in thy navel lotus. Salutations to thee who shinest transcending the three worlds. Salutations to thee who is the indwellest, indwellest, who indwellest all beings, including brute creations. Salutations to thee, Vishnu, the all-pervading one. Thou art the origin of the universe. Thou art the middle of when it is manifest, and thou art its end too. Thou art spoken of as the supreme being, the repository of infinite powers. Just as a mighty river carries away every kind of object in its sweep of its current, so dost thou, as time, draw everything to their end. Thou art the source of both this world of moving and unmoving beings, and also of the prajapatis. O Lord, for us devas, who have been deprived of our position, Thou art the only support, just as a boat is, is to one who has been drowning, in, who is being drowned in water. Interesting that while she is in the womb, Brahma came and offered prayers. This we also see in, 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 uh, in the... Narrat in the in the nativity narrative of Sri Ramakrishna is that uh, Chandramani, Sri Ramakrishna's mother, was having as she became more and more pregnant. Like you can't become more and more pregnant. You're only pregnant more and more as her pregnancy developed. I have to worry about. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm the good. I'm a monk. I'm really not good at these type of things. <laughs> but as her pregnancy pregnancy developed, she became visions of various gods and goddesses. Right and 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 she I mean she'd be sleeping in bed she'd wake up and she'd be there'd be gods in golden chariots, right and 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 sitting there bowing and offering prayers in languages she didn't know to her womb, and she'd tell her husband and her husband says, "This is incredible. Don't tell anybody. They're going to think you're crazy. You're a batty old lady. You know people and, and the village gossip will go around. Right? Don't tell anybody." But he'd be amazed and every day. Oh, such and such a god came, and and so and also in the life of Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's also there in the Adilila section, that during uh, uh, his mother's pregnancy, that various gods and they, she'd see was open in her in the vision of the mother, various gods and goddesses sitting there offering prayers uh, to her womb. So and the same thing happened. But again, what happened? What's uh, what's recorded as of having happened? thousands or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago, is still happening with such great souls, and such great souls are born. So next week we'll read a little bit about um, uh, the actual manifestation or appearance of Vamana, the dwarf. Thank you for your kind attention. Jai Jagannath, Jai Ma.
Hare Maharaj ki jai, Bhavana Bhagavan ki jai, and pushing